You're listening to Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract, the official podcast of the Journal of Addiction Medicine. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract is produced for your enjoyment and is focused on the latest journal-published research and science in the field of addiction medicine. Remember to add us to your favorites in iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at ASAMORG and Facebook. Now, let's go beyond the abstract. Welcome to Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract. I'm your host, Dr. Sean McNeil, and today we hear from Dr. Mackenzie Peltier. She's an assistant professor of psychiatry at the Yale School of Medicine. Her recent article in the Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled, Do Sex Differences Among Adults with Opioid Use Disorder Reflect Sex-Specific Vulnerabilities? A Study of Behavioral Health, Comorbidities, Pain, and Quality of Life. She begins by sharing about her journey to become an addiction researcher. Thank you for inviting me on the podcast. I'm very excited to be here today. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist, and I, I guess I've been interested in addiction since the start of my career. Following my undergraduate studies, I began working as a research assistant in the laboratory of the late Dr. Nancy Mello in the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Research Center at Buchanan Hospital and Harvard Medical School. And that was really my first introduction to the addiction field and substance use disorder research. It was also my first exposure to the importance of studying sex differences in the initiation, maintenance, and treatment of substance use. And I've been very fortunate that throughout my career, I've been able to continue pursuing answers to these research questions that I was first introduced to in Dr. Mello's lab. My experiences then took me to Louisiana State University, where I pursued a PhD in clinical psychology under the mentorship of Dr. Amy Copeland. At LSU, I was interested in identifying sex-specific variables that impacted and influenced a female's motivation to quit smoking, as well as their response to cessation treatments across the lifespans of both in pre- and post-menopausal women. As part of my doctoral training at LSU, and also as part of my pre-doctoral internship at the VA Connecticut Healthcare System in West Haven, Connecticut, I began treating veterans and civilians with substance use disorders and began observing firsthand the high prevalence rates of co-current psychiatric disorders that we see in substance use in populations. And it really left me with, with the want um, to pursue a postdoctoral fellowship uh, that would allow me to not only continue to study sex and gender differences as they relate to substance use, but also begin to explore this intersection and the role of stress and negative affect that I was seeing in these co-current disorders in the clinical populations I was working with. And I was fortunate to be able to do that in the laboratory of Dr. Sherry McKee in the Department of Psychiatry at Yale School of Medicine. And I've actually been very fortunate that I've remained in the Connecticut area. I'm currently a staff psychologist at VA Connecticut, uh, where I specialize in treating veterans with co-current PTSD and substance use disorder. And I've also continued my work with Dr. McKee in the Department of Psychiatry at Yale, uh, where I am continuing to study the role of sex and stress-related disorders uh, in substance use in populations. Next, Dr. Peltier discussed how she decided to examine the sex-specific vulnerabilities that individuals with opioid use disorder face, including discrepancies that she has observed among these individuals. So I guess I've been interested in exploring sex and sex-specific vulnerabilities for most of my career. But specifically with the rise of the opioid epidemic, there has been a call 
to really begin to explore whether or not opioid use disorder and the vulnerabilities related to opioid use disorder impact men and women differently. And one example of this, there was um, an article in The Lancet where Jill Becker, one of the giants in studying sex differences in substance use, advocated for these, these vulnerabilities to be explored. Additionally, as you asked, I was seeing a difference between the men and women with opioid use disorder in my patients, seeing that women were presenting with more heightened co-current psychiatric symptomatology, overall lower quality of life, and really wanting to see whether or not there were specific vulnerabilities for women with opioid use disorder that may or may not be observed in the general sex differences we see in the broader population. She continues by discussing why there seems to be a higher likelihood of past-year psychiatric diagnoses among women with opioid use disorders. This is an excellent question. We, we actually observe across almost all substances, opioids, cocaine, alcohol, uh, even tobacco, that women actually have higher rates of past-year psychiatric diagnoses. And in general, compared to men, whether or not using or not using substances, women do have a higher likelihood of internalizing disorders, so things like depression, anxiety, personality disorders. And I, I think one of the things we, we attribute this, this fairly well-established sex difference to is the idea that women are more likely to turn to substance use or more likely to use substances uh, in order to escape a, a low mood, a stressful situation. Um, women are more likely to drink a glass of wine to cope with a stressful day, whereas their male counterparts are more likely to use alcohol to enhance a positive situation, such as a celebration, such as watching their favorite football team play. And I, I think this also applies to opioids, that women are more likely to turn to opioids to cope with negative affect and stress than their male counterparts. And I, I think that is likely the root of when we're seeing high prevalence or high likelihood of past year psychiatric disorders among women is the draw to use substances to negatively reinforce negative affect. Next, Dr. Peltier explored whether sex differences in the perception of pain correlate with behavioral health comorbidities. I think this is actually another great question. We do know that there are very well-established sex differences in terms of the perception of pain. We know that women are, overall, they show a greater sensitivity to pain, both pain sensitivity as well as laboratory-based pain sensitivity. And also there are higher rates of prevalence to chronic pain in women compared to men. Additionally, we see that women are more likely to use opioids to manage not just their pain, but also their psychological distress than their male counterparts. And this leads to overall poor functioning and lower quality of life, which again, almost synergistically relates back to increased pain sensitivity and increased depressive moods um, and depression. And, and so I, I think there's a, a, very, a very clear uh, correlation between the enhanced perception of pain in women and uh, behavioral health comorbidities. An interesting note from her article is that one third of women with opioid use disorder were found to have PTSD. Dr. Peltier examines this finding. I agree. Um, I found it incredibly interesting that around 30% of the women in our study 
with opioid use disorder also had post-traumatic stress disorder, and that rate was so much higher than the men who were about 15% of those males with opioid use disorder also had post-traumatic stress disorder. And I think there are a couple things that we could attribute this finding to. I think the first thing, and when we're thinking about how individuals develop PTSD in the models that that lead to post-traumatic stress disorder, I think one, um, we know that women compared to men show an increased vulnerability for trauma. So regardless of whether we are controlling for trauma type or the number of traumas, that women in general have heightened vulnerability to trauma. So if we think about it in that way, um, women just may be more exposed uh, or more vulnerable to experiencing these traumatic events than their male counterparts, which may contribute to a higher rate of co-current PTSD. And additionally, we also have to think about the self-medication hypothesis. And this idea that, as I said before, women may be using substances in order to negatively reinforce or to escape the negative affect. So specifically in relation to PTSD and opioid use disorder, women may very well be using opioids in order to cope with their trauma symptomatology, including hyperarousal, difficulty sleeping due to nightmares or re-experiencing symptoms. And, and, and so there's this idea that as, as they're using substances to then negatively reinforce their PTSD symptoms, they're also begin to then continue to use substances to, to negatively reinforce and to escape the withdrawal symptoms, which is again a synergistic effect that may account for an increased rate of PTSD, co-current PTSD and opioid use disorder among women. Finally, she discusses several significant clinical points that arose from the findings of her study. I think really one of the, the main take-home points from the study is there's high rates of co-current psychiatric disorders in both men and women with opioid use disorder. And this warrants adequate treatment of multimorbidities in both men and women. But it is important to know that, and we continue to replicate this, that women have an increased vulnerability and, and experience more uh, a higher prevalence of psychiatric co-current disorders than their male counterparts. And so this may potentially leave women particularly vulnerable. We, we really need to, to work and focus on sex-specific interventions that can help women achieve abstinence and, and live the lives they, they want to live. And I, I think we can very much do that as clinicians and researchers, but by really understanding that substance use disorder may impact men and women differently and that, that should go and be considered as we're treatment planning and also planning our research studies as well. I, I feel like I can't underscore that enough that we need more research studies to be powered to explore sex differences so we can develop treatments to better target female substance use. I want to thank Dr. Mackenzie Peltier for her discussion. Her article can be found in the November-December 2020 issue of the Journal of Addiction Medicine. This ends today's podcast. Thank you for listening to Addiction Medicine Beyond the Abstract. All of today's show links can be found in the show notes. Remember, you can preview additional abstracts at journalofaddictionmedicine.com. This program was produced by the American Society of Addiction Medicine.